This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBanks St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. in his acts start again and this went on all day there's a lot more to the story that I can't remember so I'm just giving the gist of it and they decided at the end they counted who'd won the mo- who'd cut down the most trees you know who it was? the old man because as a young man kept doing all his energy cutting it down eventually his axe became blunt and was not able to cut down the amount of trees that the young guy did, but the old man did, that because he kept his axe blunt. And there's this picture, think about it. An axe head flies off. So picture in your mind trying to cut a tree down with just a piece of wood. Picture in your mind. How many would think that would take a lot of effort? Is that true? And I think sometimes spiritually, this is almost a, a prophetic kind of revelation spiritually, because I think sometimes when we lose our spiritual cutting edge, that we become weary. And I think one of the great needs today is for spiritual power. It's so easy we can lose our edge, lose the power, lose the effectiveness, lose the passion, lose the fire of God. And I think the accent, if you like, represents the power of God in our lives. Only by the power of God are people going to be convicted and changed. Only by the Spirit of God are people get born again, is that true? Only by the Spirit of God people get breakthrough. Only by the Spirit of God the people get healed. In fact, Jesus put it this way, he says, don't try to do your assignment until you receive power from on high. In fact, Jesus declared, he says, you know why? He says, His first sermon was, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He's given me a spiritual axe, if you like, to heal the broken hearted, to set the captives free, to set the prisoners free, to give sight to the blind and preach the gospel. I think Peter, with his spiritual axe, saw 3,000 people saved just in one moment. And I think this axe said, if you like, speaks of the anointing power of the Spirit in us and through us. And here's the point. I think this this picture is this, that, that when you lose your cutting edge, it means you don't connect with God. And I think it becomes very, very hard to really live the Christian life. It becomes a bit of a slog. It becomes... It becomes hard to, to, to fulfill all that God's called us to fulfill and, and we just become weary and tired because we haven't got the spiritual ability and the spiritual power to do all that God has called us to do the accent has been lost and so it's by energy and power and what God said it's not by might not by power but by what? 
but by the Spirit of the Lord. Isn't that awesome? It's so easy in these days in which we live. And I think it's vital that we learn how to make sure that we have a cutting edge. We need to keep the presence of God on our life. If I was to bring it, can you mind if this, can you pretend this is an axe? I was going to bring an axe and I forgot, but Emily, Emily, can you pretend this is an axe? Okay. Now, one thing about the axe head, do you know what keeps the axe head onto the, to the, what you call it, the axe, axle handle, thank you. <laughs> the only reason, really, when you think about it, just two wedges, just two very small wedges, and once those wedges become loose, and maybe it was the, 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 this, maybe it was the story of this guy, that maybe he just didn't look after his, the wedges, the, the wedges that kept the axe down. And once the wedges came loose, boom, the axe head fell. And we would think that's pretty dangerous, an axe head flying off. You know, can you imagine an axe editing someone? Not good. And so because he didn't keep the, the wedges properly in place, the axe head kind of flew off. And I think it's so vital. What a picture that we need to maintain the wedges in our lives. If we were to keep the axe head in our lives, I think, number one, we need to maintain our relationship with him. And I think part of learning to, to keep the wedges on our, our lives is simply this. It's simply learning to surrender to the Holy Spirit. As you surrender, as you yield to the Holy Spirit, it will keep the wedges in its place. The more you surrender to the Holy Spirit, the more it keeps your axe head sharp. And I think people lose the cutting edge because they never really lose that sense of surrendering to the Holy Spirit, surrendering to the Holy Ghost. Because I found this, that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And the way we grieve the Holy Spirit, really, is not recognising what he likes and not recognising what he dislikes. So the way to not grieve the Holy Spirit is very simple. It is simple. That the way not to grieve the Holy Spirit is to do what the Holy Spirit likes and not do what he dislikes. And that's simple. So as long as I maintain that and I say, Holy Spirit, I only want to do what pleases you. And if there's anything in me that, dis- that you dislike, then show me because I don't want to grieve you. So the way to keep your wedges in place, the way not to grieve him, is simply surrender to him. Do what he wants you to do, do what pleases him and don't do what displeases him. And the more you do that, the wedges will stay in their place and the axed will remove, will remain in place. I think losing the cutting edge is really to lose sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That we don't recognise, we lose that ability to recognise the, the voice of the Spirit. To, we don't Somehow, we, we lose the ability to, to recognise the impressions. How many have found that, the impressions of the Holy Spirit on your heart? Isn't that true? I was thinking just, I think it was like this year, the year before, when the Holy Spirit said to Angie, when we were in a meeting, these meetings, he says, give, this she had like a pearl, was it pearl, like a pearl sort of necklace, whatever it was. I can't remember, but I think maybe, anyway, pearl, I think I bought it. I bought it, so yeah, so it shows you how much you can tune on. But this really nice pearl necklace, you really love. 
And, she, and, and the Holy Spirit told her to give it to the woman next to her. or sit, was it next, I think it was sitting next to her, wasn't it? And she didn't know the woman from Adam, didn't know who she was. So she gives her this pearl necklace, knowing not who she was. And this woman began to cry, began to be moved, because she said, you know what, today is my birthday. And nobody's given me any presents. And I know now this is a present from Father to me. Isn't that wonderful? So it's amazing that when we begin to obey and follow the voice of the Spirit, incredible things happen. But what about when we lose that inability, that that inability to be sensitive to the moving of the Spirit on the heart? Because it's the moving of the Spirit of the heart that gives that accent sharpness. And as long as I keep the sensitivity, you know what Jesus said? Let me give you a verse, thinking about this. Matthew 13, verse 14, because this is what happens when we lose the ability to become, become sensitive to the Spirit, to follow His prompting. We don't recognize His voice as He guides and He leads. Matthew 13, verse 14. And Jesus said, Hearing you will hear, and you shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown, notice this, have grown, what's that, dull. The axe head has grown dull and not lost its sharpness. He says, lest they should see with their eyes and ear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. So they would heal them. I mean, that is such a powerful verse, isn't it? A powerful verse that, that people hear it, but yet don't perceive it. They hear but don't recognise it. They're, they're insensitive to be able to perceive and recognise what the spirit of the living God is saying. There's become a dullness over their minds, over their ears, over their hearts, and nothing can penetrate because they've lost sensitivity to the spirit. And I don't think actually it's necessarily obeying him in the big things. That's important. But sometimes it's just obeying him in the small things. Is that true? Son of Solomon... You know what spoils the vine? It's the little foxes. Little foxes, those little things that sometimes we can let go. And sometimes it's the build-up of the little things that begin to cause us to lose our cutting cause us to become dull. Because we don't, if we don't obey him in the small things, then the chances are we're not going to obey him in the big things. And I think the way people lose their sharpness is they just don't obey the Spirit in the small things. And so God can't direct and lead and do all that he wants to do because as we obey him, then he puts the wedges in place. Amen. I think praise and worship also keeps the wedges in place. Be a worshipper, be a praiser. And as long as you're a worshipper, as long as you're a praiser, your accent will remain in place. Can you say amen? Now, think about this. Here's another way we lose it. Turn me to, to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, chapter 1. A couple of verses from Timothy. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 6. There's another way that we can lose our cutting edge. It says, Therefore I remind you, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of our hands. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of what? Of power. Isn't that true? He's given you a spirit of power. 
recognize my, he's given you a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Why is he writing that verse to Timothy? Why is he writing that letter to Timothy? Because Timothy, if you like, in one sense, has lost his cutting edge. Was Timothy loyal? Yes. Was Timothy faithful? Yes. But here's the problem. He lost something of the cutting edge. Something had gone from his life. Something of the flow of power. Something of the flow of wisdom. Something of the confidence, of the strength of the Holy Spirit has been lost. And he said, therefore, notice what he says, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. You know what I think? A way that we lose our cutting edge is this. And I think it's a big thing. I really believe it's a big thing in the days in which we live. A spirit of intimidation. We can be intimidated by the, the size of the problem. We can be intimidated by the, by, the, by the size of the circumstances. We can be intimidated by the challenge that we feel God has laid on our hearts. We can even be intimidated by people. And through that spirit of intimidation, that spirit of fear, it often causes the accent to become blunt. Because God's not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And when we're under intimidation, how many have found that? The flow just blocks. Blocks the flow. There's something else that Paul said to Timothy. 1 Timothy 4, that's the first letter, he says, 1 Timothy 4, verse 14. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which is given to you by the prophecy with the laying of hands of the eldership. In other words, the neglect of not using our gifts, neglect of not using our abilities and talents and resources will cause a dullness in our accent. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the gifts not functioning in your life as they once used to. I'm talking about abilities and talents and resources that God has given to you that aren't flowing as they used to give. And when we don't use those things, it will cause the accent. In other words, no use will cause bluntness. Not true. Everything physically. Ever not gone to the gym for a long, long, long time and suddenly started to go to the gym? Emily, know that that's painful. Is that true? Because you have muscles you discover that you never had because they've not been used. But the more you use them, it, it, it doesn't kind of hurt so much. True spiritually, if we don't use the things God has given us, eventually the edge becomes blunt. It's using the gifts and talents that causes you to be sharp for God. Can you say Amen? There's a few things. I want time. I want time. I just throw these things out rather than sort of too much about them. I think disappointment. I think disappointment can cause people to lose their cutting edge. Causes you to draw back. You know, when things don't turn out as you hoped they would, it means that often we can lose our passion and our fire with God because we allow disappointment to get into the core of our being. And we kind of pull back on being generous. We pull back on being kind. and We pull back on those things and... Because we feel so disappointed in the core of our hearts. I think offence, that's a massive one, offence. Offence can cause us to lose our cutting edge and cause us to stumble. Jesus says, here's a good one, offences, guess what, are surely to come. Isn't that true? It's almost unavoidable fact. 
So it's not that the offences are going to come, it's how we respond to the offences. And a wrong response will cause us to lose our cutting edge. And often, when we hold on to offence, offence will always lead to bitterness. And bitterness will cause there to be a bluntness in our lives. I think neglect of relationship with God. We never have power with God unless we spend time with God. No prayer, no power. Simple as that. Power is discovered in the place of prayer. Can you say amen? I think spiritual warfare. You know, I think sometimes we've lost sight that we are actually in a battle. It's a warfare. Absolute warfare we're in. Absolute battle. I think of Elijah. How many know Elijah had an amazing cutting edge? He called fire down from heaven. He moved in the power of God. But then a spirit of witchcraft began to attack him. And that spirit of witchcraft drove him into a cave. He became, he became, if you like, he, be, he, 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 beca- he, he became depressed. He became overwhelmed and discouraged. He just wanted to give up. In fact, he got so down, he says, Lord, take my life. I've just, I've had it. Because spiritual warfare was behind that. How can you confront 400 worshippers of Baal and run from a woman, did I say, and run from a, a, a woman called Jezebel? <laughs> because there was a demon power and, and a spirit behind that that wore him down, that overwhelmed him. And often we can lose our cutting edge when we don't recognise and realise that you and I are in a spiritual battle. We don't fight flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Those things can kind of cause us, and if you don't recognise what those things happen. And often, because of warfare, because we can often draw back, isolate ourselves, become passive. Here's something else. Think about this. I like this one, really. And I can't ever been there, you would feel this. It's, it's borrowed. How many realise when you borrow something, you want to hold... You, aren't you quite careful with something's borrowed, rather than your own? I remember years ago, <laughs> two stories, it reminds me of two things. That two years ago, when we, when we lived in Macclesfield, there was a guy in the church who actually owned a Volvo garage. Okay? So every time I, I took my car in to be serviced, he threw me the keys, says, there you are, take it. A brand new, Vox, you know, a brand new Volvo, the top of the range Volvo car. You know, leather seat, it was awesome. And I just, we, we, there's a road called the Buxton Road, and we just uh, drive on that road, it was just one of the straightest roads in England, and we said, boom, I used to love it. But when I parked that car... <laughs> I, look, I keep looking out to make sure no one scratched it. Because there's almost this thing, what if someone scratches it? And it's true, you're so careful something's borrowed. If it was mine, maybe I, I'm so careful. Brand new Volvo just outside my door. What if, so, you, know, what, you know, so there's almost that kind of fear there that you don't want to, it's borrowed and you're very careful with something that's borrowed. Is that true? Now, part of the other story in Macclesfield was I, was, I used to have a head and I used to cut it with these clippers things. Like, uh, and this poor guy next door, he, he was a lovely guy, and, and he felt sorry for me. He says, why don't you borrow my edge cutters, my trimmers? I thought, well, that's very kind. Now remember, alas, it's borrowed. As I was cutting the hedge, I cut the wire. The wire, it's amazing, I'm still like, just, the wire just cut. And I'm standing here with a, a hedge trimmer and, no, and wires on the floor. And it's almost this thing, alas, it is borrowed. 
thankfully I was able to get it repaired and we had, he was fine about it. But you're, you're often more careful over things that you kind of... And you can see this guy, he's, he's a like, man, I've borrowed this thing. It doesn't even belong to me. I've borrowed it. And I think there's two things. You know why I borrowed a hedge trimmer? The truth was, I was unwilling to pay the price to have a hedge trimmer. And I think it's true of the, the power, the cutting edge of God. There will always be a price to pay. It doesn't come cheaply. If we really want a cutting edge for God, power with God, there will be a price to pay. You think about it, if something is borrowed, spiritually speaking, you can't borrow, you can't live off somebody else's experience. Often people get caught up with, with other people's, you know, and the various things they look at YouTube, which is awesome, but you can't live off somebody else's experience. You can't live off somebody else's revelation. You've got to get it for yourself. Is that true? And also, you can't live in past experiences. No matter how awesome, how great those past experiences are, they're finished, they're done with, they're gone. It's not about whether you had the power a week ago, two weeks ago, two years ago. The real issue is, have you got the power now? Have you got your access now? That's the issue. There's a few things as you read that story, I love it, of how, how many want to know how you get your access back? Is that true? And you'll see incredible, story, uh, incredible pictures, incredible, if you like, points of how we can get it back. Here's the first thing. How no you have lost it. No, you've lost it. It says, alas! In the Hebrew, that comes, it's not, oh, never mind, I've just lost an accent. It was, alas! I've lost it. It was, it was actually a Hebrew word, it's a Hebrew word of feeling grief. If you ever had something borrowed that you lose it, there's a grief there that you've lost it. And I think that we, that, that where the power is regained, is when we grieve that the power that we once knew is not there to the level that it should be. And we're grieved in our heart that we haven't got the power to the level that we know we should have it. I remember the story of an evangelist having an incredible impact. As time went on, he, he, lost the, he lost the anointing, he lost the fire, he lost the passion, and he just totally pulled back. Years went by, and he had an incredible encounter with God. He got the fire back, he got the passion back, he got the anointing flowing again in his life. But he says, you know what? There's a grief in his heart over the years that he lost. I remember he saying, all oh, the people I could have saved, the people I could have touched, the people I could have reached, if only I would not have lost the fire. And there became that grief in his heart that enabled God to pour his power again in his life. And I think there's, there's a, a grieving in our hearts that there is something wrong. I can honestly say, in, in a sense of this, that I know, I can feel right in my heart when I know the Spirit is... I feel it, I can feel it deep inside. And, and you can feel when it's grieved. You know, and you, and you grieve over the fact... That we've lost that the power, that cutting edge that you once knew isn't there. And if you really want it coming back, you've got to grieve over it. You've got to feel the grief that Emily would read that Bible. I might look at that Bible. I think, Lord, when I read this Bible, this Bible tells me 
that we should be doing incredible things. Is that true? Either this is true or something else is not right. Is that right? And I'm looking at thinking, Lord, this is the kind of person I should be. And the more I read it, more almost a, I say, a kind of grief rose up my heart. God, this is what I want to be. This is the kind of person and this is the kind of power I want to move in. And sometimes I know that there's a grief. God, where is it? Where's the power that I know we should have? And often great revivals begin when people feel that grief in their heart that they know the level they should be at isn't there. And that's not to judge, that's not to condemn, but a grief in the heart causes the power of God to come. Amen? There's the first thing. Notice the second thing. And I notice, I think one of the... You sometimes think, well, how do I recognise that the power and that isn't gone. I think one of the things we can know about that. So much you say, God, I grieve and I want the passion back. Almost that realization that when you're so weary, you can't carry on without a touch of God. Amen. And that's where His power is powerfully released. I think one of the ways we can notice when the power is not there as it was. I'll tell you one thing, or two things. I think the joy goes. A couple of weeks ago, as you know, we were at a leadership conference. A lot of leaders there. And I know that God was restoring people's cutting edge. And you know how I know? Because joy was falling on them. Incredible joy. Just joy was bursting in their hearts. And this joy was just there again. And I found personally that when the cutting edge isn't there, there's almost a diminishing of joy. But when the power is restored again, that's this joy, this incredible joy fills your heart. I think the second sign is this. You lose rest. You're struggling and you're striving and you lose rest. Because when you lose rest, you lose peace. And when you lose peace, there's a struggle and striving. And part of the restoration of the cutting edge is supernatural peace. I really believe with all my heart. And I really absolutely, probably, I'd lay, if I had a million pounds, I'd lay a million pounds on it. But in these days, the two qualities we need more than anything else are going to be joy and peace. Supernatural joy and supernatural peace. Those are going to be the qualities that's going to keep your accent sharp. And the moment you lose joy, the moment you lose peace, there always comes a bluntness in life. Because it's the joy. I mean, it's true. When joy hits your life, literally anybody could do anything. Is that true? Whatever. When there's no joy there, sometimes the slightest thing can kind of pull you down. How many are glad for the joy and peace of the Holy Spirit? Very quickly. He cried out. Listen, only God can restore our edge. And he cried out to God. Then he says, where did you lose it? I think most of the time we recognize when we lost it. The moment somebody disappointed me was the moment I lost it. The moment that, uh, that, that I got offended. The moment I began to stop my morning devotions. The moment I began to hang around with the wrong people. In other words, we know sometimes in our hearts, that's the moment I lost it. The moment I let that disappointment grab a hold of me, that's when I lost it. And sometimes we need to go back to the place and say, where did I lose it? And recognise it, face it, 
and retrieve it. And say, that's the moment where something else got in and I lost it. And it's just recognising where you lost it. You'll never get it back until you know where you lost it in the first place. Is that true? So the moment you, you say, Lord, show me where I lost it. Where, where did that go? Where did that cutting edge get, get lost? When did I pull away from you? When was that power kind of lifted off? When, when did I lose it? And God will begin to show you the very place, the very moment, the very thing that caused it to happen. Amen? And then you know what you do? You acknowledge it. Say, yeah, Lord, that's right. I should never have allowed that to get into my heart. And would you forgive me? Would you cleanse me? You know what God does? He's so gracious. The cutting edge gets restored again. Say, amen. Gets restored again. The moment you recognize it, the moment you, you take responsibility for it, is the moment the power is restored. Now notice what else they did. He says, where's it gone? And where the very place was where he lost, you know what he was told to do? He was told to throw a stick in. And the very place where he threw a stick was the very place where the axe head rose again. How many know that stick is symbolic of the cross? And whatever we've lost in life, whatever failure is taking place, when we come back to the cross, every area of our lives can be restored. Is there something that needs forgiving? Is there something that needs to be let go of? If it, is there a disappointment? Then bring it to the cross. Is there some offence? Bring it to the cross. Is there some discouragement? Bring it to the cross. The cross is where Jesus poured out his whole life for us. It's the place where we're restored. It's the place where resurrection will come. How many are glad today that everything was dealt with at the cross? And as I apply the cross to the very thing that caused me to lose what I had, then God will restore it back to me. Can you say amen? Oh, the power of the cross. There's nothing that the cross cannot restore back to you. No power that's been lost that the cross cannot restore back to you. Awesome. Then the next thing was quite obvious. He had to reach out and grab it. Reach out and grab it. In other words, extend your faith. Begin to stretch again. If you pull back, begin to, to move in the spirit again. Begin to, to stretch out. I think believers need to stretch out again. We need the supernatural, we need the power of God. And often to do that, we need to stretch out. We need to be open and receive all that God has for us. It's there to all who will reach out and take it. If you've lost your cutting edge, then reach out and take it. God's saying, I'm offering your cutting edge. Just reach out and receive it and take it. Now, let me close with this. I like this part because, ever thought about this? A axe head floating. Anyway, that's a pretty much a, a supernatural, a miracle. Isn't that true? If you think about it, imagine... Almost either fell in the bushes, he could have retrieved it. Oh man, why didn't he fall in the bushes? I could have quite easily got that. Only if he'd have fell on the floor. The worst possible place that axe could have fell was in that moving river. How do you retrieve it when it's in a moving river? Right at the bottom. It could have fell anywhere, but the worst place for it to fall was the place that could not be reached. It kind of 
fell down. Maybe right now, things in your life have seemed to have fallen down, gone down. Relationship may have gone down. Some financial situation, and it's gone down. Some circumstance, you look at your life, and it seems impossible that that thing could ever be retrieved and brought back. You know, he actually says, when he says, you know, the accident went, he was actually saying, you know what, it kind of slipped out of my hand. It was there in my hand one moment, and it somehow just slipped out of it. How many have had a time in life where something just slipped out of your hand? An opportunity, a moment, a wrong choice, a wrong decision, and boom, you missed it. Slipped out of your hand. And we tend to think, that is it, I've missed it once and for all. How many are glad that God has the power to retrieve what has gone down? By supernatural power, God can retrieve every single thing that has gone down. And I just felt strongly that God today wants you to know He's the God of the turnaround. And if we would just trust Him, He will turn it into a miracle. He can turn around what you've lost and turn it into a testimony. Now, I want you to turn me to Galatians 4, 31. Let's be reading this, and I thought it was so powerful, because so I tell you the reason why we lose our cutting edge, because we lose sight of the story a bit, because we tend to look at every circumstance. You know why things are lost that we never retrieve? Because we look at everything from, from a natural point of view. We look at everything often very in a, in a natural way, rather than in a supernatural way. I want to read Galatians 4, verse 31. I want to, and I want to read it from the, the Amplified. Okay, so I'm reading this from the Amplified, which kind of brings... It amplifies it. <laughs> Makes it larger to see. Galatians 4, verse 31. So, brethren, we who are born again are not the children of a slave woman or the natural, or the natural but of the free, the supernatural. Here's what I'm saying. That, that we lose our cutting edge because we lose sight of the supernatural. We look at everything in a natural way. We try to work out our problems in a, in a natural way. We face things in, with natural things. And we forget that we have access to the supernatural. And I kind of think, and remember, you're born not of natural, you're born in the place of the supernatural. And I think the more we look at things from a, a natural perspective, the cutting edge is lost. But when I look at my situations through something, through the eyes of supernatural, then the edge becomes to sharpen again. Hope rises up in your heart. Hope in the miracle working power of God. There's nothing that's sunk in my life that God's power cannot retrieve. And as he stretched out, as that axe had floated to the top, the supernatural power of God came to work. Ever thought about this? He didn't use what he lost. He used what he had left. And when you use what you have left, then you release God to move in your life. Sometimes we're so focused on what we lost, we lose sight of what we have. Rather than focusing 
that we have a God of the impossible that can work. As I give to him what I have, then I use what I have to bring supernatural results in my life. Let's just stand, shall we, as I come before him. Hallelujah. Let's close right now. and Let's lift your heart to heaven today. And maybe you're here today, you say, Lord, you know what? I feel that the cutting edge, the accent that I once knew has sunk. And I ask you again, Lord, to cause that accent to be sharp again. For me to regain my cutting edge, to regain the sharpness and the power that I once knew. And there's nothing today that God cannot restore back and regain back as we reach out to him. He offers it. we just got to take it. Take it into our hearts. Take it into our lives. Just spend a few moments with the Lord today. Say, Lord, today, regain, restore, cause the cutting edge again to be sharp again in my life. Because there's people that need to be reached for Jesus. And they can't be reached without me having a cutting edge. People need to be blessed. People need to be touched. People need to be, to be healed. But it can never happen until I first get my cutting edge. When the cutting edge is regained, then everything else flows from that. Why don't you just put your hand on your heart for a few moments today? Lord Jesus, we come before you. We come to you. You are our source today. And Father, we say, come Lord. May we be sharp. May we be effective. May we be sharp instruments in the hand of the Lord. I pray, Lord, today you'd polish us. Polish the edge. Polish the arrow, if you like, Lord. Let us be sharp and powerful and anointed for your glory today. That we will become effective, that we will make a difference to all those around us. I pray, Lord, for that mighty cutting edge to be sharp and powerful in our lives today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come into our lives, come into our hearts more and more. Come and sharpen, come and make effective, we pray. Lord, today we pick up our assets that they may be powerful and mighty for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. As we close today, if you need prayer, for anything this morning, we'd love to pray for you. So we just worship, Lord, you feel free to come forward for prayer. Let's just worship, Lord, you close. Okay. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delanta Elam Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delantaelam.co.uk.